It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something. Something. Bravo. Lori Lattimore of Ultimate. Jess Place. And Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Incomplete. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore Volkman and Tim Lynch, and I have a very special announcement. I will be elevating my role as co-host of this podcast to senior podcast co-host. <laughs> Take this lightly. I've been thinking about it for months. Which one of us uh, is retiring? <laughs> That's right. Right. I'm going to elevate myself to senior, senior. And Tim might go senior, senior, senior. I will no longer have uh, total uh, decision-making control over my portion of the podcast. Um, every, every, my successor will have to run everything through me, but they'll be in charge. <laughs> in case you have missed it, uh, the tongue-in-cheek uh, joking aside, uh, John Elway is stepping aside from being the Head honcho, the big guy, general manager. He's not going to do that, but he's still going to be in the building. I think <laughs> Adam Malnati put it the best. It's like he's the queen of England now. He's just there for show, just there to wave, open the malls. Uh, all the real decision making <laughs> will be handed off to someone else. Tim, what's, what do you think about John Elway stepping 
back and up and to his side and out. In all ser- seriousness, I think it's a, a PR move. I think he'll finish out his contract and officially, quote, retire at the end of this year. I hope that he'll have some involvement in the hiring process along with Joe Ellis. I don't know if I trust Joe Ellis entirely to make this decision on his own. Um, Why? Because he picked uh, Josh McDaniels? Just, maybe. Like, maybe. Just curious. Um, the good news is, is without John Elway, the, quote, patience of the fan base will evaporate with his departure. I think he was a good shield to those above him for the struggles that the this team has had the last five years. Uh, with, with John Elway kind of being phased out, there's no longer going to be any patience. Because John Elway, for, for all the struggles the last four years, John Elway made this franchise. You know, going back to 1983 when when he came to the team, he's done so much for this organization. Him and Pat Bowlen both, I think, having him on in the front office after Pat Bowlen passed away and stepped back was has kind of like shielded the whole franchise from a lot of what normal franchises would go through without an owner. <laughs> so, I think it's a good thing long term, good or bad, whether the team gets out of this rut that it's in not having John Elway in the building is going to be a good thing because it's really going to hold some feet to the fire elsewhere. That's where I'm at with it. What about you, Lori? Yeah, I feel like it's probably the right move for Elway and for the Broncos. Been rough couple of years. And as Elway said, fresh eyes on the roster will be helpful, but I have to say I'm, I'm still a little saddened as much as we've been talking about whether Elway will remain after his contract is up next year and probably assuming that he wouldn't feel like the announcement yesterday kind of hit me like, Oh dang, like John Elway is not really gonna be part of the Broncos. Not really. It's a little bittersweet to be honest. When the announcement came out, it was like, oh, he's just stepping back. Like, it's kind of like, oh, okay. And then you saw this press conference and it wasn't like the press conference of someone who was taking an elevated role. It's someone who is being asked politely to step aside. Uh, that's kind of the, the the feeling I got. He kept referring to his age. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, watching the press conference, I didn't get the sense that it was something that he really wanted. Right. And Brandon Cristal had a tweet where he quoted Joe Ellis and he said, John Elway, if anything, he is not a quitter. He's a fighter. He's determined. And I think he needed to wrestle with some things before coming to this. This was not only his decision, but the right decision. And I <laughs> I tweeted a reply to that. I'm like, huh, the right decision. This sounds a little more like jo- Joe Ellis has engineered this decision, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Well, and then, and then there was an interesting part where he's talking about Matt Russell uh, and how he's retiring, stepping away. And he's like, and Matt, you know, he's a real smart guy. Matt, uh, you know, he can, he'll land anywhere in the league. You know, he's really, he's going to have a lot of opportunity. And it's like, well, that's not what you say about someone who's really retiring. retiring. What do you mean he's going to have a lot of opportunity? If he's, if he's stepping away to retire, to truly retire, then. Normally, if, if John Elway were just retiring, then the guy below him would be in line to be considered to take his place. Yeah, and they and they even tried to bill it like he, Matt Russell had an opportunity to interview for the position and he chose to retire instead. But then he's also going to have opportunities elsewhere. Yeah, uh, it's like, like, okay. Well, he knew he was not going to be seriously considered for the job and just said, 
Well, and so. frankly, nor should he be. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, if we're going to be brutally honest and hold Elway, Elway's feet to the fire over the last five years, then everyone below him also deserves the same type of screw. And above him, Joe Ellis, we see you too. Yep, you're no longer going to hide behind the shadows, sir. <laughs> to be honest, I'm no fan of Joe Ellis, so I would rather have seen that situation get resolved, you know, before we were deciding on Elway's contract. So it, it kind of happened backwards. I'm not sure that's going to work out in our favor. We'll see. Elway's such a big personality with the Broncos in general and Denver. Yeah. He made it easy for the ownership situation to just kind of be in the background. Evaporate. Yeah. yeah. You know, and with Elway going out, it's going to become a very big thing. These are the Denver Broncos, him and Pat Bowen. John Elway is going to do what's right for the Denver Broncos. You don't, you doubt John Elway and yeah. the Denver Broncos? Are you doubting me? I'm John Elway. I, I'm not saying John Elway feels that way. I'm just saying fans in general, the city, yeah. the media, yeah. it's, it's John freaking Elway, you know? Well, yeah, there's, a, there's an infallibility there. I mean, he did bring us all of our Super seven, Bowls. So. You know, seven <laughs> of the eight Super Bowls have been under his watch, you know? Yeah. And as we have now learned, Joe Ellis doesn't plan to stay on as CEO past his contract in 2022. So that tells us that either he sees a transfer of power to Brittany Bolin in the very near future, or he believes the team is going to be sold. And I have a strong feeling it's the latter, because the situation with the Bolin children taking over the team is a hot mess. A hot mess. There's a final hopefully final, trial in July that should resolve whether Beth Bolin Wallace, one of the eldest daughters, could even become controlling owner, or whether the only path for a child to take over is Brittany, who is the current choice of the trustees. But since all the children essentially have to sign off on one of them becoming controlling owner, and they can't seem to agree on that, I think there's real question about whether they'd vote for one of them overall, whether it be Brittany or Beth. And last year, interesting note, Roger Goodell made it possible to issue fines to teams that don't are not in compliance of having a controlling owner. They, basically, they want to get rid of this trustee controlling team kind of situation that the Broncos have. And so... Teams have to pay $10 million per year if they don't have a controlling owner, and individual owners, like in this situation, you know, trustees or the children, could have to pay up to $2 million individually. So, you know, none of those kids wants to pay $2 million. The Broncos don't want to pay $10 million. So I think a sale is the most likely option that we're going to see with the Broncos, especially with Ellis's departure in a year. Big incentive to figure it out. And, and, you know, well, and they're also trying to force Joe Ellis's hand in the courts. There is the court case that Beth Bolin and, and her sister Amy and their, their uncle all brought years ago, trying to argue that Joe Ellis and the trustees did not follow Pat Bolin's wishes when they put this whole thing into motion with deciding who would be the next heir. Pat Bolin's wishes were, was to keep Joe Ellis... Uh, untouchable in perpetuity. Wasn't that his, his <laughs> hope I mean, for Doesn't that make Broncos? sense? Everybody, yeah, like, everybody, like, everybody I, knows that. <laughs> I want to have no one to answer to and get all the perks of being an owner. It's clear that uh, Brittany Bolin is the, 
the favorite, right? So I would like to see her involved in the GM search. I'd like to see her on the committee with Joe Ellis, with John Elway, maybe even include Vic Fangio if he's going if Fangio is going to be working hand in hand. But to involve Brittany Bolin heavily in the decision making process would be a very transitional move. I, I don't think involved, you're going to see that. I don't think, I don't think so that. either. And, no. and if she's not, it undermines involved, his position as the supreme leader. Like, yeah. I mean, it, why would why would he elevate anyone else when he absolutely doesn't have to? Uh, it doesn't look like Brittany Bolin will be involved. Uh, I just see a tweet from Ellis interview here on Tuesday. Vic Fangio, John Elway, Joe Ellis, and probably Patrick Smith will be involved in the GM. <laughs> that will be it. Let's uh, let's we should rephrase that for the Broncos and definitely Patrick Smythe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brittany is the clear choice of Joe Ellis, the trustees, and the Broncos. <laughs> Mike Cliss. <laughs> Mike Cliss. I don't think there's a clear majority among the seven kids. They have to agree. Is that to, what the trust says? I believe so. Well, if they're minority owners, then yeah, they do. They get some say. I think because of this luxury tax, I think they're leaning away from ownership in the family. Even they'd rather sell the team and make bank. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's what the lawsuits are about is getting to a point where they have to sell because, you know, there is going to be a lot of money involved there. <laughs> exactly. Beth and Amy and their uncle, Pat Boland's brother, are trying to fight for the fact that Joe Ellis did not do this the way Pat Bolin wanted. And that would allow a clearer path for Beth to take over. And and Beth might be far more interested in selling than keeping the team. And I think Brittany is probably more likely to keep it, but not right away because she's not quite ready. And so that allows Joe Ellis to be in power longer. Isn't it funny how it's been like two years and oh, she's still just not ready yet. God, you know, I mean... She's almost there. She's going to get it someday. I mean, we were so fortunate to have Pat Bolin as an owner. And the more you look back and the more you just read about his legacy, you realize how incredibly lucky we were as a franchise to have that kind of owner who cared so much. But at this point, I do not want that Bolin family involved. <laughs> I think those kids are a mess. I think it probably would be better for the team if they could find a legit buyer with big, big bucks. Back to the general manager conversation. <laughs> right, and back to the actual, <laughs> the actual position that is being filled. That just speaks to the the larger issue. Like we know that John Elway stepping aside is 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 going to be probably okay for the general manager thing. But until ownership gets resolved, it's going to be an unsettled situation. And just what is John Elway's role? I mean, he, he says that the GM is going to have autonomy, except he, you know he's going to have consultation and, and final okay, but not final okay. I don't think we'll see Elway in the office much this year. That's kind of what I'm thinking is he'll collect the paycheck and ride off in the sunset, but he'll have no real duties or roles in 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 the club. Well, and that's going to be what the, the new general manager is going to want. They're not going to want to come into a situation where they have to answer to a guy who is, quote unquote, not going to be in the office every day anymore. They're going to lure in someone. They're going to have to understand that they are in charge. And, and John Elway is John Elway, but I, I don't think you're going to have someone who's going to want to have their decisions you know, looked over. 
it just adds another layer of a pain in the ass to someone coming here. <laughs> I used to work in movies and everything, and I was always like, well, why can't you just attach like yourself to the project and, and become the producer? My boss always told me, he's like, look, it's like, it's like baggage. Either you carry the baggage or the baggage carries you. And so if you put your name, Mr. Nobody so-and-so on this movie, then you are, you, are, you are weighing down the movie with your baggage. Something is going to have to carry you and the movie now as opposed to someone wanting just the movie. And so that's what I see in this situation. It's, it's the John Elway kind of nebulous position. It's no longer carrying the Broncos as it did, uh, you know, back when uh, he took over for uh, Brian Zanders and Josh McDaniels and that whole thing. I mean, he was like the saving grace. He was carrying the Broncos, but now he is like kind of this thing that's like weighing it down. If you're a general manager coming in to the Broncos, you see this giant uh, garment bag of John Elway slumped over your position and you're going to have to deal with it. And then that's a pain in the ass. I think any rational person will realize that Elway's role is not going to be a thing for the new general manager. And then Ellis uh, said Elway won't meddle in GM decisions. So Elway is not at all involved in any of the football operations moving forward. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus but he is employed and his title is still a chief executive officer right like football operations yes yes so he's he's the executive officer of football operations but will not be making any football operations decisions right he is president he Basically, John Elway has a title right now because he is, he's the queen. He's turned into the queen. He's <laughs> just get him like a little dainty glove so he can wave as they open malls and stuff throughout Denver, you know, like when coronavirus is over and we can go to malls again. Think how great that will be. <laughs> no, no one goes to a mall anymore anyway. Yeah, fair enough. He's going to be hired. He's going to come in. It's his, it's his roster. It's his situation. His job will depend on being successful. And that, that's going to come down to, it's really going to come down to what the new GM is going to think of Drew Locke. The general manager's future is really dependent on who is the quarterback. <laughs> and they're going to have to decide if he decides Drew Locke's the guy, his future is going to depend on how Drew Locke does. Because general managers rise and fall based on how well their quarterback plays. And it's just, it's that simple. The, the, the NFL is a quarterback's league. And if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you're, you don't have a GM that's going to be a GM for very long. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Which is why Pat Bolin hit pay dirt even more. 
<laughs> you come in the year after John Elway is your quarterback. I don't really know anything about any of the candidates, um, mostly because I've chosen not to. Uh, <laughs> Tim, however, and Lori, I know that you guys have been reading up all about this. We should name who they are. Probably one of the big ones is Champ Kelly. They, they confirmed on Tuesday that they formally requested an interview um, of Champ Kelly. He's with the Chicago Bears. He, he was with the Broncos during the time we brought in Peyton Manning and all our superstars, right? So he's, he's got some good pedigree when he was in Denver. He's smart enough to know that DeMarcus Ware was good. So that's <laughs> a positive. <laughs> <laughs> who else? So we got Champ Kelly. Who are the other candidates? The few names that were mentioned were Adam Peters, who the 49ers hired, uh, is the Broncos' former uh, director of college scouting, I believe. Uh, he's now the vice president of player personnel with the 49ers. Uh, nothing official there, as we know yet. And then also John Spitek. They got Spitek. Director of player personnel <laughs> for, the, for the Buccaneers. Like, I swear to God, if, if we hire him, I like we, we have to do the spy tech commercials and the podcast because cancel the mission. They've got spy tech. <laughs> and Ellis today spoke a lot about uh, improving diversity as an organi organization. He mentioned that 75% of the players are African-American, and that's going to be a big focus uh, in terms of who they interview is, uh, for general managers. So there's like some coach that, that every team, They'd interview like six white guys and then this guy and it's just oh, like for coach or for yeah yeah for oh. coach and you're just like oh god they're just they're just rooney ruling this poor guy well this yeah. year it's like uh i know eric the is getting interviews with every team and he did last year it's like <laughs> you look at the chief's offense and the way that thing is run i just don't understand how he he's not getting promoted to a head coach at this point but the Chiefs were successful before pa um, Patrick Mahomes, so it's not like it's just all Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Alex Smith was, had a, some really good seasons. It's frustrating Amen. to see the teams obviously abuse that rule, and nothing's ever done about it. But, yeah, that's a different conversation for another day. Okay, fine. We'll have an off-season conversation about it later. Something we haven't talked about that is probably pretty likely – I, I I almost would put money on the fact that we're probably going to have hard knocks this year. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Something to something to blog about. It will be something <laughs> to blog about. The hard knocks crew goes into Joe Ellis's office. They're like, "So what do you what do you do?" And he's like, sharpening pencils. He's like, "This this is what I do all day." <laughs> <laughs> just no. got a box of pencils on his desk. And then he has a dartboard behind him with all the bowling children, and he throws darts at them. <laughs> or Elway. You know Elway and Ellis do not get along. Not now. They don't. They. I don't think they've gotten along for years. I know nothing. I'm just reading between some very obvious lines. Like any press release that comes from Joe Ellis, it like has like his picture on the sideline. Like, look at me. Like... Who are you, dude? You're not an owner. You're not like, you're just this guy that, that we can't get rid of. Dave Logan is putting out a book called If the Walls Could Talk, Stories of Broncos and Broncos History. I want to read it now. <laughs> the publisher sent me a PDF copy to do a post on with an excerpt. Anyway, there's a great quote that he has from Elway talking about Pat Bolin, which really struck me right now more than when I read it. But Elway said when they were players, 
Pat Bolin just seemed so cool to them. He was like, they loved having a cool owner, a guy out there in his cowboy boots on the sideline, talking to players, being really relatable to players. And now that you mentioned that about Ellis, it's true. Like these players don't even, I bet they don't even honestly associate the Broncos with Joe Ellis. It's, it's John Elway and that's it. I'm taken back one year during the draft but the, the Broncos got this great idea. They were going to have a webcam feed into the war room during the first day of the draft. All of a sudden, in wanders uh, uh, Pat Bolin. Like, and he's, he's clearly just come from the gym. And he's like, he's like all like, you know, in his like little sweat outfit. And, and he's just kind of like comes in. And he's just like got a towel around his neck. Like, well, how is the draft going? What's going on? You know? And he's just, it's just like, oh my God, Pat Bolin just like wandered into the draft. He's clearly been working out. He's just hanging out at the facility. Like, how cool is that? And then, and then you see, I think it was like Brian Zanders or some, somebody like point at the webcam. And then like two minutes later, the, the feed was over. <laughs> that was it. That was pretty cool. Especially because we got to see uh, Pat Bolin. Uh, oh, by the way, we lost to the Raiders. Uh, the Broncos have the ninth pick. We are not talking about that anymore. No, we're moving, we're in full off season mode. Forget forget that game. Twenty twenty one draft. Let's go. I would have liked I would have liked McManus to have hit that seventy yard field goal though. That would have been pretty cool. Somebody, I think it's Joe, which cracked me up, was talking about how if we're not going for quarterback, we better be trading back that ninth pick. And I'm like. Are you kidding me? We'll probably trade back to 13 and be right where we would have been had we won that game. <laughs> yes, but we will have another second round pick to go with it. Oh, all right. And and Matt Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want Matt Stafford. No, we've already, we can't go down that road again. We're not doing no, that we've, again. We've been, nope. We did that. Sunday night, I was, I was sort of thinking about the whole Raiders game and I was pissed as usual. And I was like, you know what? I'll... I'll tell Jess that I'll do his horse tracks for him because I've already got an idea. And I was just going to say the Raiders suck. And that was going to be my entire post. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw Tim had put in there that he, you know, he had you covered. He'd take care of it. Oh. Then, of course, his post was good because it was just all the great quotes from Jerry Judy. So I'm like, that was a lot better than what mine would have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim nailed it. He's uh, Last week, he's just like, and chapter... 10 of we lost again <laughs> who am i gonna hate on this week who's gonna block me on twitter this week it's like, <laughs> i guess that's it for something something broncos 2020 season edition we're done with this season let's turn the page piss on it fuck it i'm done <laughs> <laughs> all we need is a new owner and a new gm we're one owner and yeah. a GM away from the championship <laughs> Yeah, and Matt Russell is going to have plenty of opportunities in retirement. Yeah. <laughs> ben, I'm sad to see Elway fade into the background a little bit. I would have preferred that we went out with a winning season and he just decided, just like he did as a quarterback, like this is now the time I want to move on. He got his this one's for John. He's, he's good. He's good. We're good. And he got to say this one's for Pat, which was super special. I mean, I think he achieved what he set out to do. It just didn't quite work out the way at the end, the way he wanted it. Look, when we look back on John Elway's tenure, we'll, all, we'll remember the, the this one's for Pat. That's it burned bright great. and it burned hot. This one's for you, John. <laughs> Thank you. That concludes Something Something Broncos for this week. I am Jess Place with Tim Lynch and Lori Lattimore-Volkman. And you can listen to us always 
on Mile High Report podcast. Blah blah blah. Wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Blah 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 etc 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 and thank you happy new year happy new year a correction on the reporting of the foul both teams were on the both up both fouls were on the kicking team be right back Tim just keeps turning on record and leaving. I don't know about, I'm that. Hungry. I don't know about that. Come on, Idaho. Right Let the potatoes cook. <laughs> Is that a twisted iced tea you're drinking? Or are you about to beat someone's ass? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. <clears throat> you just got jump scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was under attack. All right, hey, sorry. Could could you go back upstairs? Hey, be, please be quiet. I hear you guys thumping around up there. I had no idea that the the Raiders is a team that we don't care for was a Floyd Little quote until I, I didn't saw either. your tweet. Oh, you didn't know that? that yeah, I that's, did not that's from know my interview that. with Floyd. Yeah. At the beginning of our our podcast, is that him? Is that his that's voice? Him. Yeah, that's him. Holy shit, I had no idea. I, yeah, no, I, I, didn't I, I, didn't, I didn't I probably didn't mention it. I had the same thought, Lori. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos. A feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lenamore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.